Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a place beyond this place, a middle ground between the light and the darkness, the nadir and the zenith. For some, it's a bridge between the living and the dead. Yet for others, it's something else entirely. It's the place where our nightmares dwell. Each one of us has touched the other side and felt the presence of something beyond this world. Faces in the house I don't recognize Looking in the mirror, seeing the devil's eyes Mixing up too much, had me acting crazy Now I'm back alone on my Patrick Swayze Ghost gave it everything and only took a oh. Guess the parasite is looking for hoes. Bitch, you sold the money, plus you sold the silence. But you ain't never met a demon like me. In this next story, we delve into a maze which we all call life, death, and the thinness of the veil that separates them. We journey alongside Mario, whose upbringing in the tougher precincts of Baltimore was accompanied by the constant presence of death. Raised to not only accept, but to embrace the inevitability of mortality, Mario has experiences that stretch the bounds of reason and shake the foundations of his understanding of life and death. Yet even he could not have prepared himself for what awaited him on the other side. How close can one come to the beyond without being consumed by it? Let's find out. My name is Mario, and this is my hip-hop horror story. The beginning. Well, this honestly felt like it had no beginning or an end. Um, I've traveled a lot of places in my life. I grew up in Baltimore, and, you know, Baltimore has a lot of history, a lot of old buildings, a lot of old houses, a lot of old towns. My family 
owned these two houses, or my great-grandmother and her sister, who later moved to Philadelphia, owned these two houses on the end of a block um, in Edmondson Village. I was a young kid at the time. And I'm telling you this part because this is kind of where my horror stories, I guess you could say, started, and then where I'm gonna lead you later in my life. This house seen a lot of death, this house seen a lot of fun, this house seen a lot of love and loss. I watched a lot of my family members pass away at a young age from like drug use and street violence and things of that nature. When I was, um, my grandmother passed when I was like 11 and I would probably say before her, like watching her bury her, a few of her sisters and brothers, like getting acquainted with the other side or death early on, it wasn't something that scared me because um, I just was so used to losing people that I loved so close to me and then literally watched being at their funeral as a kid. So spirituality was something that I was introduced to early on, just like the idea of multiple realms, like I was always connected to that. And so my grandmother passed, the night that she passed away, I knew that she was like we were all at the hospital and we knew that she was passing. I ended up leaving early with my mother. We ended up going to the crib and I could feel when she left because there was this warm feeling in the room, like almost hovering around me. And my, my mother had just had my little brother and she was laying on the bed next to me and I reached over and I told her, I said, Mom, Mom. Grandma just passed away. She's like, how do you know? And I was like, I feel that she's here right now. She's literally here right now. She got a call maybe like 10 minutes later that, you know, from the hospital. Because some of my family was still there at the hospital. And I felt peace with it because I knew she was still with me. And from that moment on, she has been with me. And my mom passed away about six years ago. The night that she passed away, I didn't find out till the next day. I was in LA and I was at my place, I was in the kitchen. And I remember my cousin was over because I hadn't seen him in years. And the crazy thing is, his mom passed away, similar to how my mom passed away, but I hadn't seen him. So I, I feel like she sent him there, his mom, my mother's sister, sent him there to be with me. So that when this happened, I wasn't alone. Cause he, he knew what that feeling was, he already experienced. My kitchen, I walked downstairs and mind you, it was like, literally like a, it was like walking through a portal, like it was warm and then it immediately just got really cold. It was freezing cold. Like the house was freezing cold and the air was off. It was just like really, 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 really cold in the house. And I just remember like, I opened the freezer and it was more, almost more cold in the house. And I was just like, oh, this is so weird, whatever. And then the next day I found out that happened. When I went to, back to Baltimore to go to her funeral, I stayed at this hotel and it was basically an old loading dock. It's called the Pendry, but they have one in Baltimore. But it, they, they turned it into an old loading dock. And I stayed there and I remember my hotel room at about 12 or 2 a.m. in the morning having the same exact coldness same feeling but only in one part of the room and you know I just I felt a presence and then it got really warm again after that it went from like cold to warm 
I don't know if it was like some type of like just energetic thing or what it was, but I definitely felt that twice in the span of her like passing away. I don't know why cold though, you know? I don't I don't understand the cold part because anytime I've ever felt her or my grandma was very warm and it's just maybe it was like some type of crossover or I'm saying all this to say that like these years between my mother and my grandmother passing were some of the most the, the deepest years of, of my spiritual journey where I've kind of been connected with the other side and even have felt myself being kind of split into m multiple different dimensions throughout my life on my spiritual journey, studying world religion and just studying different practices, transcendental meditation, so forth and so on. So this leads to this next story that I'm about to tell you, which is really going to tie it all in. I'm, I go to Amsterdam. I go to Amsterdam and I'll say this, I think once you acknowledge that there's other realms around us and other other dimensions that we can't see, we know that our ears can only hear certain frequencies and our eyes can only see certain bandwidths of light, but there's a lot going on around us that we can't see until we tune into it on that level, right? The hotel that I was standing in at the time was a hotel where a lot of orphans would go after wars and stuff like that. And um, I just think that Europe and, and, and places like that, that where buildings have, haven't been touched, is really old. When you're sensitive, when you're spiritually energetically sensitive, you're just open to things. You feel things differently. So that whole night, like some of my teammates were standing at another hotel across the street, but I was standing there with one other person. Everybody was scared of my hotel. So we were there, everybody was getting lit and we were chilling. Like 2 a.m. people were like, yo, I'm out of here. It's creepy here. I, I didn't mind it, you know? I enjoyed it, actually. I remember there was this crow or whatever kind of bird it was. So, okay, my room was at the top floor. It was only six floors. My room was at the top floor. But the way it was, it was built like a cathedral. So across, out of my window, which was kind of shaped like this, it was another window like that across the way. And there was a bird st sitting on that that window, and it just kept crowing really loud all night. And it's but it sounded like a a, a scream. It was weird all night long. I'm like, yo, <laughs> I ended up falling asleep, but it was crazy. This the night before this happened. I'm in Amsterdam. I'm walking across a canal, and it's just me and at the time my security and the lady who's do who was uh, handling promo for me. I was doing interviews and stuff, but I decided to take time and go into the city. I remember seeing this bus on the opposite side of the road, and I wanted to get to the other side because it was like this canal. And I remember waiting for the bus to pass and just like the wind of the bus passing. And then after that bus pass, this is when it happened. And the street was empty when it was happening. And then immediately, I'm stopped. There's some type of portal or energy happening to the point where as though I immediately start speaking another language for like three minutes straight. I could feel myself leaving my body, but I was still there. And cars were coming back and forth. Literally, she had to come in over And I would say this is probably one of the most that transcendental moments I've had consciously 
where I felt like I was being used as a portal to either open or close or clear something that needed to be or release something that needed to be released. And I think a lot of us have, I guess you could say, p powers or or or, or um, gifts that sometimes we get introduced to later on in life and sometimes we get introduced to. Um, I can't say that I've used these for my own, you know, practices, like in terms of potently, but I've lightly tapped into different things that I'm gifted with. But this here was something different. And I would say it was the most paranormal experiences I've had. It felt like I was being used like a portal. That's what it, it didn't feel like a pull. It felt like an opening. Whatever I was saying at the time, because I asked most people, it was, you know what it felt like? It felt like I had been in this place before. This is what it felt like. I had been there before, and whatever I had left there, I was reconnecting with or releasing something or healing something. That's what it felt like. Because after I was done, I felt weightless. It's a void. And you just, I just felt literally connected to everything, and everything is just expanded. And when I came out of it, I stood there for a second, and I was like, yo, I literally just remembered being here. I did remember being there. I just don't know why or how. It was very, the frequency of it was very, like, uh, big and strong and almost earthy. I think there's still a lot of spirits and energies everywhere that we go. There's so much history, even here where we are now. Like, we just, because we're so tuned into whatever we'll focus on, if we sit still and we sit here for a whole day and just meditating and open up portal, I'm sure we'll feel something. I've always been able to feel paranormal energies because, and I don't even know if paranormal is the word, but it's because my family, very deeply spiritual family, um, I want to say I think that my great-great-grandmother was a shaman, but I think that the roots of my family and, like, my great-great-grandmother was Cherokee in India, and um, I don't know much about her parents, but I've seen pictures of her, and if you look in her eyes, you could just tell, like, she was tapping into some other energy, for sure. And my great-grandmother, very spiritual, my grandmother, so... And my great-great-grandmother was also a church mother. So she, all the funerals she went to, you know, like very much so family who prays and also who experienced a lot of trauma, but also like stayed very close to God. So I think that I was just surrounded by that. And then I was also just one of those kids who were just interested in like energy more so than the physical world that you could see. I was always like cerebral, and how I thought about other people. I can have a conversation with somebody, I'm not really listening to their words, I'm listening to their frequency and their energy and penetration. Like, I've just always been that type of person. Mario's odyssey transcends time and space, revealing the fragility and complexity of our own existence. His encounter with the inexplicable might make us consider the limitations of our own understanding pushing us to ponder what really happens when we teeter on the edge of life and death. Next on Hip Hop Horror Stories, 
The realest K pulls back the curtain on a tale, not of a malevolent spirit or demonic presence, but of a terror born from a Halloween scare that spiraled into a years-long nightmare. The story goes a while back. I was like 10, 11 years old, you know, in Toronto, Scarborough, area, you know. Um, I was at a sleepover, and the vibes of the sleepover were very, like, they're cool, you know? I was 10, 11 years old, fucking playing video games and shit, like, eating fucking candy to, like, fucking, what, midnight and shit? It was a weekend and all that, so. This was around October, though. This was around, like, during that Halloween era, you know? So I was just, like, just always, like, staying up on the weekends, boys, having sleepovers and shit. It was cool. So then my dad picked me up from the sleepovers to take me home. And I don't know, like, we had watched, like, a bunch of, like, scary movies and shit. And, like, during that time, like, I was just 10, 11, just thinking about, like, damn, like, I just watched a girl's head get fucking split open. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, I'm about to go home right now. And I know my dad was going to the gym, too. He had told me, he's like, I'm about to drop you off and go to the fucking gym. You know, guys always lifting fucking dumbbells. You know, he's, like, fucking 57 years old. Shout out, Pops. But anyways... Guy's killing it, so he drops me to the he drops me to the the flat we're in. He drops me to like the he drops me to my crib, and it's like he's like the door is already open. Just just open the door. And I'm like okay, cool. So he peels off, and you know like auto parents, bro. Like in terms of driving, like they peel off mad quick, so it gives me no fucking time. Like by the time I open the door and I look behind me, he's gone. Like I'm like oh shit. Our house is actually creepy as fuck. The way it's set up, so the inside is super nice because we renovated the inside but the outside of the house is like bro just think of like wooden creek like i'm talking about like bricks like the house is off of brown bricks you know the fucking porch is like kind of wooden a little bit there's like some rocking chairs and shit it, i don't know how to explain it bro but it was literally what you see out the movies just like the the very outside of the house, it looks like fucking shit. Inside of the house, it's nice as hell. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking, like fucking walking up the steps. It's like this, it's like stone steps, and then the fucking the um the front lo- the front porch is just like the wood and shit. So I'm stepping on. I'm hearing creaks as soon as I, I put my foot on the on the wood and shit. And then the door is like, how do I say? It? So it's just a it's it's a regular door. Um, you can see through like the. It's like one of those ones where it has like a little window in the middle of it. It's not just a, it's just the door. So I don't know how to describe it, but it just looked super haunted and shit, in my in my opinion. But, you know, at this point I'm like also mad tired, so like that's also why I'm walking up the stairs mad slow. But just like, cause I saw the door kind of already like open a little, and I was just, I don't think my dad realized it when he told me to open the door. So. I'm walking in slowly, I'm like, why the fuck's the door open? You know, in my head, I'm just thinking, why is it open? Like, what? This is confusing. So, like, I walk in, and, and mind you, we have a light. Like, what was also creepy is the light that day kept flickering, so we have an outside light, and that shit was on, so it kept flickering. So as, like, I'm opening the door, lights flickering and shit, I'm walking in slowly, now I'm scared as shit. So I walk in the crib, and I see the TV on, all the lights are shut up, but I see the TV on, and I'm like, usually my mom be staying up, and watching TV, like, just Turkish movies and stuff like that. So usually she'd be up, but I was, like, just guessing that she was up. So I went, and I'm, like, as if I'm going to go say hi to her, there's no one there. And just the TV is just static, like, just static major in this bitch. And I'm looking, and the TV is just... And I'm, like, at that point, I just froze. I'm, like, fuck, this is mad weird. 
what the fuck's going on? You know, I go, I go to my mom's room, see if she's like sleeping or not. I'm kicking open the door. She's not there. Where the fuck my mom at? <laughs> so I'm like, where's she at? I'm like, this is weird. So my only other person that would be in the house would be my brother. So I'm like, okay, I'm looking around for my brother, went to his room. Man's not there. I'm like, of course, he's never home. So I go downstairs because we have an upper level and a, and a downstairs level. And I go and I go downstairs, and I'm also hearing the I'm like, fuck no. I'm like, what? What's going on? I go down. It's like dark as shit. And at that time, I was scared of the dark. Like I remember, like I couldn't sleep in the dark or I pissed the bed. Like I couldn't. So like, imagine me walking down the stairs after seeing that shit. I'm like, fuck. If I go upstairs, I'm dead. If I go downstairs, I'm dead. The fuck am I to do? I'm like 10, 11 years old. I just came back from a sleepover. My boys, you know, watching scary movies. I'm like, I don't know what to expect. You know, so the door was already open. I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. You know, why the fuck the door be open? And then all the static in the TVs and shit. Fuck no. So I went down and I started walking. And it's funny because in the when we renovated the house, there's like little creaks. So when you step on like the fucking the the stairs, you hear the like like little creaks and shit. And that's already scary enough. So I'm like, fuck. So I hear the creaks, scare myself. Like, damn. Go downstairs, and I still hear the TV from the distance. And I'm like debating if I should walk in the room. I'm like, yo, you know what? Like, I'm I'm not like if this was a movie setting, like I'm dying first. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not how it's supposed to be. So I don't know if I should just walk in there. So I walk in there, and the TV's just on. Same thing as the other one. Just, and I'm like, okay. First of all, where's my mom at? <laughs> where's my bro at? I'm like, what the, I don't my bro be out. I'm like, where my mom at? Like, this is the real thing. Like, is my mom fucking with me? I was thinking in my head, like, there's no way my mom's fucking with me. Like. Would a, would a mother do this to the child, like, 10, 11 years old? You trying to, hey, let me pull a prank. I'm like, nah, bro, she wouldn't do this. I'm thinking, like, my bro doing this? But my bro wasn't even home, so I couldn't even really question it. So I try to turn off the TV with the remote. I can't. And I'm like, why the fuck can I do that? Like, what the fuck? Like, usually when you have a TV, fucking remote's supposed to work with the TV. So I'm 10, 11 years old, try to click, it's not working. I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just fucking too far from it. Let me go closer. I'm still not working. That shit freaked me out. That shit, I went upstairs. I went upstairs and I'm like, fuck, now let me try the other one. I go upstairs, I'm like, all you hear is the footsteps, you know? It's just like, poof, 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 going upstairs and shit. I'm like, almost falling, tripping and shit, like scared as fuck. I'm like, okay, let me go upstairs. Try to turn off that TV. And there's two different TVs, you know, one's bigger, one's smaller, one downstairs is more smaller. But I'm trying to close the fucking upstairs one. It's not working. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm hitting the buttons, I'm getting fucking mad. I'm like, okay. On. No shit, this is not working. I'm like, all right. I start tripping out. Like maybe like the remote is wired wrong. Like maybe it's another button that turns it on. I'm just, I'm 10 years old thinking of like fucking a million different unrealistic scenarios and I'm trying every button and it's not working. What do I like? I'm like, how? How? How am I gonna? What? So I'm like going downstairs trying the other one. Come back upstairs trying that one. I'm like, okay, this is fucking wild. I turn on the lights in the house. Finally, I don't know why I didn't do that the first time. Like, you know, usually you walk in, you turn on the fucking lights, but I think I was just so fucking scared. I'm like, yo, if I turn on the lights, like, some bitch gonna pop out and fucking take my heart out my soul. Like, so I'm like, I'm not gonna do that shit. I'm just gonna keep the lights off. Like, I thought that was a better idea. So I turn on the lights and I'm like, okay, everything kind of seemed like chill, you know, like more calm, you know, more with myself, more in tune with what the fuck going on because it's not so dark. I'm like, okay, it's still going. I'm like, fuck, how do I turn this off then? I'm like, okay, let me try unplugging it from the wall. Let me do that shit, you know? Let me just try unplugging it. So I try unplugging it, and it finally turns off. And I'm like, okay, that's weird as fuck. I'm like, 
is, is the remote broken? I'm like, it's weird as fuck. And I opened the back of the remote and the batteries are there too. So I'm like, it's not like someone took out batteries or trying to fuck with me. Like the remote clearly had batteries in it and it's working and shit. So I go downstairs, I do the same thing, batteries in there. I'm like, okay, what are the odds of like both remotes? The batteries are like like burnt out and the remote's not working. I'm like, what are the odds of that? I'm 10, 11 years old, remember? So in my mind, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about like, oh my God, static. What the fuck? Remote's not working? Mom, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not thinking about like, oh, if the fucking battery life of the remote is going to fucking, you know, turn on the TV. So next day, and I went to bed at that time. At that point, it was midnight. I was mad tired. I had a sugar rush. Fucking knocked the fuck out. Next day, I wake up. And it was like the weirdest like morning. Like I wake up, first of all, I pissed the bed. <laughs> Got my ass beat about that. My mom came down, you pissed the bed, Willa? She's like, you pissed the bed? Why you pissed the bed? I'm like, mom, I had a rough night. No, I'm never letting you go to sleep over again. Let me call Thomas right now. Call, she called my dad, she's like, call Thomas right now. Tell him, tell his mother, I'm gonna speak to her. I'm like, fuck, man, Jesus Christ. Like couldn't control myself. So I fucking go upstairs. And my dad's like like flipping the eggs and shit. And I don't know why. Everything just seemed more like like dramatic to me at that point. Like, you know, I'm 10, 11 years old. I'm thinking like, fuck, I just had the craziest night. I pissed the bed, got paged by my mom. Now I'm upstairs. My dad's just flipping a fucking egg. Like, what is this? Like, all this shit's happening with me. I'm like, I don't know how to interpret what's going to happen next. It's as if like something's going to happen later that night too. It's like, it's foreshadowing like something. So then... My dad's like, good morning. I'm like, oh, good morning. He's like, well, he's like, uh, when did you sleep? And I was like, fucking, wow, like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. He's like, you pissed the bed, huh? I'm like, yeah, I did. He's like, why you pissed the bed? Like, what the fuck happened? I'm like, bro, honestly, TV, static, fucking remote not working. I said, I think both remotes are broken. He's like, what do you mean? The remote worked today. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, look. Look, look with that, look. And he's and I'm like, remember, this is like fucking six, seven hours since I checked the remote. So I'm like, it's working? So I'm moving it and it's fucking working. Then I get freaked out. And I'm not gonna tell, remember, I'm not gonna tell my immigrant parents. Yeah, hey guys, um, I fucking walked in the house and the static of the TV was just like just going crazy and I couldn't turn it off. They're gonna look at me like, are you stupid? <laughs> it's like we just we just turned on the TV today. So I'm like, okay. I go downstairs and try the other one. And I tried the other one and it's working too. I'm like, how the fuck are both of them working now? Am I like tripping out? So I thought I was tripping out the whole time, the whole day. So then my brother walks in. <laughs> and at the time I didn't realize it because I was so young, but <laughs> I remember my brother walks in, he's just looking at me and he's just like smiling. And I'm like, why are you so happy about like, you know, what are you so happy about? And um, he's just looking at me, he's like, oh, nothing, you know? I'm like, where'd you, where'd you go all night? He was like, oh, just at a friend's house, you know, it's a weekend. And he's like, like the same way you have sleepovers, he's like, I have, I have adult sleepovers and shit. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. I'm like, are you gonna be here tonight? He's like, I don't know, maybe I will, maybe I won't. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so then later that night, that came. My dad always goes to the gym at night, so he always leaves the house. Um, and if my brother's not home, Usually my mom's home, so my mom was home that time, this time. So yesterday, I don't know why she wasn't, I never asked her. I never got around to that conclusion, to be honest with you. But um, she was home, and it was just me and her technically. It was midnight. My dad always goes to the Good Life Fitness fucking 24 hours. The guy's always gone for like two hours just working out. Fuck, I think he's Dwayne Johnson and shit. But um, anyways, like, you know, um, 
I'm at the crib alone again. And I'm like, fuck, okay. Trying out the fucking TV, seeing if they're working. I'm just like literally there for like fucking an hour, I swear to God, just downstairs, just clicking the fucking button. Like, oh shit, is this gonna like fucking not work on me again? And it was working, everything was working. <sighs> But then something else happened, ladies and gentlemen. I, uh, there's a side door to my basement. So there's the upstairs door and the side door. So all I just kept hearing is knocks on the side door. I'm like, oh my fucking God, bro. Not this shit again, bro. Like I, like I just changed the sheets and shit. Fuck, got a beating, gonna get another one. Uh, so, I, so I open the door, clearly, because I'm like, someone knocked on the door. And I open it and no one's there. I'm like, oh my God, no way, bro. I'm like, no shot, this is happening. And I'm just like saying like, hello, like, is anyone out here? And like, no one said anything, so I close the door again. As soon as my ass hits the fucking couch, you hear another knock. I'm sitting there like, oh my god. You know, okay, you know when like parents ask you to do chores, and you just sat down, they ask you, they call you again, and you're just like, fuck, now I gotta get up again? It was that feeling. I fucking sit down, just knock on the door. I'm sitting there and I'm like, fuck. Get back up, run up the stairs, open the door. Now I'm pissed off. Like Now I'm like, hello, like, If anyone's fucking with me, stop knocking on the door. Now I'm pissed off. Little 10-year-old, bro, I had a big mouth, bro. I was, you know, he pissed me off. I had a big mouth. I was saying all types of shit. I was like, you know, don't fucking knock on my door again. I swear to God, I'll slap the shit. <laughs> I, was, I was just hollering. And then my mom wakes up. And she comes down. And she's like, she's like, Ronnie, what are you, what are you doing? I'm like, what? She's like, you look fucking psychotic. Get the fuck away from the door. You're yelling at the door? I'm like, <laughs> like no, there's someone knocking. He's like, what knock? I didn't hear no knock. I just heard you. And I was like, all right, bro. All right. She's like, go to sleep. Go downstairs. And then then I start hearing some freaky shit. So then, like, in the room um, that I was in downstairs, there's, like, a little slider window. So it's not necessarily a window. It's more like like one of those slider ones where you could slide open and shit. But it wasn't a huge window. So it was small. And um, it was at the top of my bed. So... I just keep hearing like like someone as if like they're taking their nails and just kind of hitting the window slowly. Like, I don't know. It, it's just weird. It just made a weird sound. So I'm looking and there's no one there, but I keep hearing that sound. And then I hear, and I just, I just hear from this and I just hear like, like, like just crazy. I'm like, nah, shit. I get up. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. And I just hear, I'm like, oh my God, nah, this is fucked. So then, After that, I just couldn't sleep. I was up all night. I was upstairs. My dad comes home from the gym. He's like looking. And he's just like, he sees the fucking, uh, he sees his pitch black and there's this kid just sitting there like on TV. And he's like, turns on the light, he's like, the fuck are you doing up? <laughs> I'm like, dad, I can't sleep downstairs, man. He's like, why? I'm like, bro, I think, you know, I pissed last night. I think I'm a shit this night if I sleep down there. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work like this anymore, man. I'm sorry. I might have to move out. Like this, like this house is fucking. I don't know who you bought it from, but there's some voodoo shit going on. And my dad's like, you know, bro, we're out of. They hear that shit. They're like, you're just being a pussy. Like, go downstairs, go to sleep, shut the fuck up, you know. So he sits with me and he's like talking to me about. It. He's like, what did you hear? And I'm like, I just, bro. First it was the TVs. Then the remote's not working. He's like, what's wrong with the TVs? There's static and shit. And he's like, oh, that's weird. And I'm like, yeah, it's weird. And just the remote's not working. He's like, yeah, but the remote's worked today. Like, did you try today? I'm like, yeah, they worked, but last night they weren't working. He's like, oh, that's odd. And then downstairs, I was just telling like the window and shit. 
And then he was just like, well, I think you just, he's like, honestly, I think you just, you're hallucinating or something. Like, there's no way, like, you sound crazy right now. And I'm like, fuck. Damn, now they're going to send me off to fucking therapy and shit. Oh, God, they don't even believe in it. But, like, you know, imagine, like, hearing your 10-year-old say that. Like, at that point, like, I'd probably just send them off, you know, just in case. Just get a like, fucking checkup and shit. Because it didn't sound real. Like, I understood, you know. So then the next day, I wake up. And then at the time, I didn't realize it. But I was just scared ever since then from, like, anything Halloween-related, like, just... My friends would be like, let's go trick or treat. I'm like, nah, fuck that. Fuck that. Nah, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Oh, let's have a sleepover. Let's watch. Nah, fuck that. Y'all can watch alone. I ain't doing that. Fuck that. And I don't think I ever told anyone about the story because it was just so, like, unreal to me that I didn't. I'm like, I found, I felt, I felt stupid talking about it. I'm like, bro, if I'm going to talk about this shit to my parents, they're going to say I'm stupid. My, my brother thinks I'm dumb. My friends just could think I'm more dumb because they're, they're my age group too. Like, they're going to actually probably believe it a little bit. I might scare them and shit. So I was like, fuck this. So I was always scared of Halloween. Never celebrated Halloween ever. Like, ever. Anytime Halloween came around, didn't even dress up. Bro, nothing. Like, one time a girl asked me in class, she's like, who are you supposed to be? I'm like, bitch myself. Like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm not doing that anymore. Um, even in like when I got to like high school, like girls would just be like, let's go on a date on Halloween. Let's watch a scary movie. This is a new movie. I'm like, no, nope, can't. She's like, why? I'm like, I just, I just can't. She's like, am I ugly? I'm like, nah, it's not that. It's like, you sure? Like, I just did my, ma-. I'm like, nah, it's not you. Just can't do it. Can't do it. So every, every girl in school thought I had like a fucking phobia or like something with Halloween where I just didn't like it. They would always ask me. I'm like, fuck, bro. Now, now I'm, I'm bitch made at school and shit. So then. I was telling my bro about that. Like, I remember when I got to high school, I was like, man, these girls are all asking me to go fucking movies, trick-or-treating, parties for Halloween-related, and I just can't go. And he's like, why? And I'm like, bro, I'm just scared. He's like, why? What the fuck? What do you mean you're scared? He's like, what What do you mean? Only you're a grown man now. Like, you know what I mean? You're not a kid anymore. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I ever told you, but like when I was like 10, 11 years old, I remember walking in the crib one day, it was just static like upstairs downstairs with the tvs but most were not working and then he starts laughing and i'm like you start laughing bro i'm like what the fuck you laughing at me like i'm trying i'm telling a dead ass story you laughing at me he's looking at me he's like no because you actually you thought that was real and i sit there i'm like no fuck off at this point i'm like bro at this point i'm like 16 years old i'm like fuck off this shit happened five years ago for five years what are you laughing about bro i'm pissed off now i'm like what what's going on he's like He's like, so that day, when I kept telling you I was at my, my friend's house, it was me and my friend pranking you. And I was like, nah, shut up, bro. I'm like, how did you manage? And I started thinking about it. I'm like, wait a second, door was already open. You know what I'm saying? We're walking the crib. I'm like, okay, well, one thing I didn't understand, I'm like, how did you, okay, I understand the TV things, but how did you get the fucking remotes to not work? It was weird. I'm like, how are they not working one day? And the next day the child was working. He was like, so I put in like burnt out batteries within the remote. So then when you tried it, it wouldn't work. And then when you went to sleep, I switched them out and I switched the batteries on so they can work. So you woke up thinking like, oh shit, the fuck I tried it. And I didn't think that was going to work on you because you were a smart kid, but like it worked on you. And I was like, fuck. Okay. The next day I'm like, what about the fucking knocking out the window? Like, He's like, yeah, I literally walked up to the side of your window and just, like, 
knocked up and just said your name a bunch of times in a girl's voice. I'm like, that was your voice? He's like, yeah, bro, like, that was me. And I was saying, like, you motherfucker. I'm like, five years, I was like, I didn't know, no Halloween, no Halloween parties, no trick-or-treating, no nothing, no scary movies. I'm out here pissing the bed until I'm like fucking 13 years old. It's not even normal at that point. I'm like 13 years old. I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm on the verge of going to high school, puberty, everything, 14, 15, I'm still pissing the bed. I'm like, cause of you, you traumatized me that much. After that night of everything going down, like, I had my cousins and shit calling my phone saying, come over, let's carve pumpkins. I'm like, no. <laughs> For the first time in like years, I was usually like, yeah, that's, that's so sick, let's go do it. Because I was just like, nah, can't do it. They're like, why, why? I'm like, nah, I just, I don't want to carve pumpkins. They're like, since when do you not want to carve pumpkins? I'm like, I don't know, like, because I can't go up on the phone and just say, Oh yeah, cause last night fucking TV static pissed myself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Can't do that. Um, so I just everything Halloween wise, like my mom, same thing. What type of candy you want to serve to the kids? Like nothing. I don't give a fuck. Like do, do whatever you need to do. I'm not doing it. Oh, what are you dressing up as? I'm like nah. I'm dressing up as me myself and I. I am not dressing up. No way. <laughs> During Halloween, anytime like I see somebody dressed up as Scream, bro, I just I don't know. I just want to get out the car and just beat the shit out of them. Like it just, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I'm looking. I'm like, why the why the fuck are you doing this to me, bro? Like, nah, bro, this is not allowed. Like, you know what I mean? Because I never got to part ways with it when I was a kid. Like, I never, I can't just beat up Scream. I can't beat the fear. I'm sure everyone wants to beat the fuck out the fear. So if the fear in front of me, just kick the living shit out of it. But all I have to say, if you have a sibling that's older than you and you you young or you have like a younger brother just always look out the fucking older sibling is always on some fucking fucking shit our journey through this tale of unintended consequence compels us to reflect on the nature of fear itself how it shapes us defines our realities and often lurks not in the dark corners of the world, but in the spaces we deem safest. Remember, the scariest stories are not always filled with paranormal entities or curses from beyond, but sometimes those created by our own hands in our own homes. So let me ask you, where is it really safe? Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. 
Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.